my average 90. speed was my average speed was one seventy something. Jesus! Wow, David's so, got big balls. That means on the back straightaway at California Speedway because it's a two mile oval. Or right? Yeah. Is it two mile oval? Mm, one mile oval? No, it might be a two mile oval. I think it's a two mile oval. Yeah. So on the back straightaway, you're you're ballsing, man. You're you're going two hundred plus. You're listening to the Bent Motorsports Podcast with the owner of Bent Motorsports, David Beckett, and his crew, Jacob Hunsinger, James Hernandez, and Jake Russo. Listen in as the guys discuss all things motorsports, including tech tips and current shop projects. Oh, it works. So welcome to the Bent Motorsports Podcast, everyone. We're back. I want to listen to it 56 times anyways. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Russo, you do the intro this time. I did it just now. No, do it again. Do it again. Welcome to the Bent Podcast Motorsports. Oh, you yeah, blew it. Yay, yeah. Russo. Yay, yeah. Russo. Yeah. I was so nerve-wracking. I can tell it was your birthday recently because you're so much smarter now. Thanks for saying happy birthday, Jamesy oh. Dick. When was your birthday? Oh, I wasn't Hey, nice here. shirt. I know. It's a North County. So worth it. Yeah, Finders. <laughs> <laughs> I, traded that, I traded that gear for the uh, 318. That is sitting in my driveway, taking up space right now. North County Depth Finders. What is that? Uh, it's a spear fishing thing. Oh, spear fishing thing. And the and the freaking dude who I went out to, you know, uh, Hemet or wherever to pick up this three eighteen. Where, where the fuck are you gonna go spear fishing? He Hemet? was a he was a kind of a weird guy, and he was just like, yeah, I'll take five hundred dollars and some spear fishing gear, and I was like, uh, okay, five hundred dollars and spear fishing. Oh gear? no, it was four hundred dollars. I think. It was four hundred dollars in spearfishing gear. That's cool. All right, sounds like some shady deal. We'll move on from that. <laughs> so, any updates on projects? Anybody have any updates oh, on their projects? Russo, one of our uh, one of our listeners asked, uh, "What was you mentioned? You got um, a fuel delivery system for your LS. What was that? Yeah, fuel it was from pump? it was from Summit Racing. You can get the I think it's an AC Delco part, but it's basically a fuel filter regulator and." No, it's it's just those two. It's a fuel filter and a regulator combined, but it's like eighty bucks on Amazon, or you can get this whole kit that comes with the MSD. MSD Did you get that pump. on Summit? Yeah, I got it on Summit, and Did you it check came out with Jags. Why would you pick Summit over Jags? I don't know. Okay, that's a whole other show. Just curious. That's another show. All right, fine. Chill but out. it was a no. It was a pretty solid kit. I think it was one seventy four or something like that for everything, and it gave you all the AN fittings. It gave you all the gave you an MSD fuel pump, the fuel pressure. Okay. Uh, regulator and filter, so it was, it was a pretty solid deal, I think. Sick, and mm-hmm. it runs at what the LS needs, which is like sixty-two psi or fifty-nine psi or something like that. So right. it's a. Uh, we'll see if it works. Hopefully, We're it does. Fact check all that for you folks later. For sure, yeah. sixty-two psi. I'm making notes right now. Mm-hmm. Russo, sixty-two psi. Got it. Um, I guess the other standards, what like a Walboro? Yeah, which I mean, you could you could part everything together and get the same stuff, you know, but. This one, the regulator is doing, doing all that for you. I'm sure any pump you put on it is good. And this is we're talking about a external frame rail mounted style. Pump, yeah, it's an external, not an internal. Yeah, it's an external pump. Um, everything's all external, and it's uh, I don't know. It seems pretty nice. So does your your car, your tank that came in that uh, BMW, that car was already fuel injected, right? So it was it already, already has a return yeah, line. it was already fuel injected. It already has a return line, but apparently this is a returnless system. So basically, you have your you have your pump right by the tank, like a couple feet away from it, mm-hmm. and then it goes to the fuel filter. Which on my old car, it went up to the engine, and then there was a return line that came all the way mm-hmm. back to the tank. Mm-hmm. Where this mm-hmm. one's a returnless system, so it's going basically from the fuel tank to your fuel pump to the filter, which has a return on it back to the tank, and then you just run one line all the way up. Which is, I don't know, I guess it's a pretty cool setup. Um, the part number for that kit is. Nine one zero one two eight zero five. Check it out. That's on. That's on Speedway. That's so, what Russo's using. Speedway. Everybody. Yeah, it was on Speedway. So uh, it was one seventy nine ninety nine, and I think I had a discount code for something. So any other updates on your project? I've been waiting for you to ask me that for a long time <laughs> now. So, I can tell he's squirming in his seat. Yesterday I was working for Martin at Monster Miata, and we were talking about after I got my work done. I was sitting there, and we were talking about other projects he has going on, and. He points out a LS2 that he has all taken apart right now for a customer's car, and he has factory manifolds sitting there, and these are the manifolds that they use for their LS swap kits, 
and they are off. Should I tell them what it's off of? Or should I wait and monopolize it? Tell them. Oh uh, yeah, it was from the uh, it was from the Pontiac G8, and they're just. Uh, I ended up grabbing them, and he takes off like the stock heat shield and grinds them down, and then he also gets them ceramic coated. So they look they look really nice, and I was looking at them, and I was like, oh my god, I need to go try these things on. So I grabbed one of them, ran over. And it was like really, really close, but I still had like power steering pump and stuff like that in the way. So I was like, all right, cool. Next day I came in, like tried it on again and everything fits like pretty much damn near perfect. So, and you put them on reverse left, right, right to left so that the collectors are at the front of the engine now. Yeah. So it's going to go down and then under the subframe. Do you have to do like port matching or do they match up perfectly? No, dude, they're, they're actually, so my motor is a 5.7. And no, these, I mean, like, well, you got to remember on these heads, these heads will mount on either side of the car. Got so it. depending yeah. on it, so it doesn't matter. They're going to be. A, oh, OK. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah, no, I understand. Because if you take now. the whole driver's side one off with the manifold on it and put it on the passenger side, it'll bolt right up. Okay. And now it's facing the right direction. Yeah. Because a right. lot of guys. It's with, a good thing about the Chevrolets. A lot of guys that put these things into buggies, they're they're putting everything backwards and stuff like that. Right. So cool thing with this is my motor's a five seven. These uh, these headers were off of a six liter or six point two liter. So they're going to flow plenty of uh, CFM, I guess you could say, yeah. or exhaust Air, gas, whatever. Flow. It's going to flow. They're, they're going to flow. They're going to flow more than they need to. And You're going to have heavy flow. Heavy flow. <laughs> yeah. At Always. least numerous Always. times a month. <laughs> I went over there and checked <laughs> it out. Definitely <laughs> the problem side on Russo's project is the driver's side with the yeah. with the steering box and everything. German manufacturing. And, it, German. and with the engine, with the motor in there, like, set up the way it is it looks like that's how it's supposed to work it totally yeah it totally looks legit in there and then i think all you're going to do is an alternator relocation and yeah, decide whether or not is, you're going to delete the air conditioning right that's that's kind of a uh bad part about this whole thing is that you do have to move uh, the alternator to passenger side basically where the head is like right in front of the head is where the or with gotta go. all the money you're saving not making custom headers you can buy a nice march performance belt serpentine kit that relocates assembly. everything nice and high like yeah, in a hot rod and yeah. yay that'd be kind of yeah. wicked why do they so, do that in a hot rod i just because it's badass and they're all chrome or black and it looks cool shut up <laughs> whoa why shut is the mouth. sky blue um everything is on hot rods is just because god it loves the infantry good. The other, <laughs> the other, the other cool thing is I was probably about two days away from buying a full do-it-yourselfer header builder kit and starting that whole project, and uh, I found these and I went you online. How? Wait, no, you were two days or two weeks away? Two days. Okay, because you've been looking at these fucking kits for like three months. No, now. no, but I was yeah. I was waiting to get I'm paid. Super and I was close, gonna, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm almost there. I was researching. I'm almost there. I was researching, and then like. That came up, and I went on eBay that night and found a set for a hundred bucks. Offered the guy seventy, and I think it was like fifteen bucks for shipping. Well, look, hey, this is a good argument for all you procrastinators out there. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it, it pans pays out. off. Because <laughs> I would have just spent three hundred bucks on header builder parts, and all of a sudden, oh wait, those kind of now you can spend three hundred dollars on Elsewhere. a uh, well, I mean, I still got performance get pulley relocation. Yeah. <laughs> oh dang, it's almost tax. Day. All right, so that's good. So almost tax day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you got three days. Killing it. Except for that, wait, does it fall on a Sunday? So is tax day actually tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday? Tomorrow's Friday the 13th. And the 15th is the deadline? Well, that means I can still turn them in tomorrow, It's right? still the 17th. they got to be postmarked by See, this is related to motorsports because when we get the returns, we, we get to go to the auction. <laughs> this is, oh, it is, it is auction yeah. day tomorrow. So, All right, so no other up- more stupid stuff tomorrow. Yeah, no other it. updates on projects. That's, James, that's you're, still st- project. you're still chilling, collecting parts. Um, oh, got to sell the Beamers. If anybody wants, if you anybody knows somebody who wants to buy some BMWs, I'm up front. They're royal blue. They are. Yeah, they're sexy blue. Mont nice. Blanc blue. So I, some, somebody buy these this, things so I can freaking build a rally car. Jeez Louise. Jeez, people. I did get a free car. That's a that's a yeah, big Did update. we talk about that yet? No. no. Really? No. God. I don't think so. I don't think we did. Really? No, because okay. was, well. that was probably like the day after the podcast. The day is, after the podcast. Is when I got the thing. All right. So, so tell us about your free car. Yeah, so my... My, Somebody uh, else got a free car that he's going to tell us about too. Yeah, you're keeping it right, driving around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Run Hang on. Perfect. Let's uh, let's listen to Jake's uh, Russo's free car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to my buddy works at a restaurant. Went there. I was hanging out after hours when they were uh, cleaning up, and one of the 
his manager that works there is like, oh, did anybody know how to return stuff on Amazon? And I was like, yeah, dude, easy. Click like two buttons and it's done. And he was like, oh, I got a, I got an air filter for my Miata. Like, you know, I, I need to return it. It's not the right size. He probably, yeah. Does he sound like this? Because that's yeah. how you're representing yeah. him. What an asshole. And so, so I'm like, Give me oh, back dude, it's my easy. free car, dick. <laughs> and my buddy that works there goes, he goes, why don't you just make it a monster Miata? He was like, oh, dude, no, I'm super happy with my turbo. Like, it's, it's all good, you know? And I was like, oh, dude, I work for him every now and then, you know? And he was like, no way. He goes, so you're like a master with these things. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah of yeah, course. Master. And he goes, oh, dude, like, I might have you do a bunch of work on that thing. And he was like, once I sell this other one, like, I'll let you know and I'll, I'll bring it by. And I was like, well, you know, what else do you have? And he was like, oh, I have another Miata. It's just, I think a head gasket's blown or whatever. He was like, I'm trying to sell it for like 400 bucks probably. So I was like, sweet. Like, well, what if I work off the car, you know? He was like, yeah, dude, give me like 100 bucks and the car's yours if you fix my car. So I was like, sweet. Ends up, te- I texted him that night to get some pictures of the thing. And he was like, dude, honestly, if you could fix my car, you could just have this thing. So James drove me down there that next morning, picked it up, drove it home, and it started kind of heating up on the way home. And then I got it back and fixed a bunch of stuff on it. And the thing is cherry now. I don't think it's a how head much, gasket. How much have you spent on it? $31. You're amazing. <laughs> So a thirty-one dollar car, <laughs> awesome. and the thing runs like a top too. I mean, it's not the fastest thing in the world by any means, but no, it's first gen Miata with the yeah 1. with the one point six liter. What about so. Jake? What about your free car? What'd you get? I got a ninety-seven Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer with the pleather. Oh yeah, pleather, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Five point Just needed to swap out the radiator, you know. Four wheel drive too, right? Oh, it's all wheel drive. Oh, all wheel drive. Yeah, My bad. Way better. All wheel drive. So matters. It's pretty sweet. Need to get some new tires for it, but. She runs. And then what do you, and you're going to be driving that around. What are you into that one? Oh, you had to buy a radiator today. 130 bucks plus the radiator fluid and the trans fluid. 170, like, 200 bucks maybe. Oh, 170. Yeah, so 170 bucks. So they're not exactly free. We got a $170 car and a $31, 31. car. Yeah. But, you know, people. 119,000 miles works for me. Yeah, mine I mean, has 220. So I guess that's You where just it's basically to get have free. to be. Able to concede that you don't care what people think about what you're driving. Yeah. And you can definitely get around. Anybody who says, oh, I can't afford a car. Yeah, I can't afford a car. I can't afford the car that I want. Yeah. But, but I can afford a car. Yeah. <laughs> you can go get a car. They're all over the place. You can buy a real cheap. You can be one of these people who buys it, runs in the ground, gives it to Ecology for $70, puts that to their next $200 car. Like, you can get a car. Yeah, you can get around. I've scrapped so many cars for $50. I can't yeah. even. I think <laughs> I can. One, two, three, four, four or five cars I've scrapped for like fifty dollars. That's awesome. Yeah, which is, and I definitely lost lost um, the farm on a lot of them. But yeah, that's all right. It's one of my favorite stories. Is when my uh, when my Explorer was was crapping out, and I scrapped it for like fifty five bucks. Then I went <laughs> the next morning and bought my friends uh, bought my friends breakfast at like a fancy brunch place with the money, and I was just nice. like. See you later, car. I had the car for so long, too, and I was just like, you just turned into biscuits and gravy. <laughs> me and my friends. I, don't know, I guess what, co- what goes around comes around, you know? I'm sure all of us have been kind of like you screwed over like, on Craigslist. you scrap cars, then people hate you or something? No, no, no. Like you, win some, you lose some. Like you got, yeah, exactly. Win, win some, you lose some. Win, you get rid of a car because you're in a. most. Right, yeah. right. You get rid of a Ford, uh, what was it, Ranchero for... Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't scrap that. that no, no, you didn't, but you got rid of it prematurely. Kinda. Yeah, I didn't know. But I, that's I, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. shit happens, and then also good shit happens. So, yeah. Well, also, sure. too, it's a lot to do with timing, because oh, yeah. uh, when yeah. you've got certain things going on in your life, they, there are no options you got other it. than yeah. to sell. Yeah. You know, so that that's that happened sucks, several you know, times but... with me. Um, what else? What did else, what'd you guys say we needed to talk about today? Motorcycles. No, now, we're not talking about motorcycles. We're going oh parking gosh. lot racing and or track racing. Oh, today. parking lot racing. Okay, so what's it take to get going down at like a Solo 2, SCCA, parking lot, right? What do they call it? Autocross? Autocross. You can autocross anything you want. Dude, we used to rent cars and go autocross them. <laughs> I'm down to do that. Be, oh, I, I got to wait till next year. 25, right? Yeah, you got to be 25 yeah. to rent a car. No, that. you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. 25 years old. Oh, let me just rewind to last year where I rented a car like four times where? and did it. It doesn't matter. You can go to Enterprise or whatever. You just got to charge like $30 a day extra for a younger driver fee. That's, yeah, I was 23 years cool. old. It was fine. So, yeah, so, all you young kids out there, go rent cars and run yeah. them to the ground. You go shoot people. In Get the max country, coverage. You, know, yeah. you, you go drinking, but you can't rent a golf cart on Catalina. This is great. Yeah, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> 
Seems like a good idea. It doesn't take much to get into it. So I'd say there's probably so so you either you are either the guy who runs what you have, right? Whatever you happen to be driving, you've got a Ford Taurus, right? Nineteen eighty seven Ford Taurus, and you're like, I want autocross. So you go down there and you go, Yeah, is there a class for my car? Yep, because there's a class for every freaking class. And they put you in your class and you race and you get used to it and you realize that there's no way this car is competitive in this class. And you say, oh, well, and you just keep going. Or you try to build that car into a competitive car in that class. Or like some of the veteran guys who've been out there running for years, there are guys out there who are buying a new car every single year. They're leasing cars, right? You get like a two-year lease. So they'll lease a car for two years, run it in, in the SCCA autocross, and then two years is up, they turn in the lease and they get a whole different car and they're usually like class killer cars because what happens in the SCCA or what used to happen when I was running in the SCCA is that a new car comes out for instance uh one thing that happened to us back in the day C-Stock we ran C-Stock and the Pontiac Solstice came out and they classed it into C-Stock well it was a class killer Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you we had a car that we had been doing decently with in C-Stock and put a lot of money into making it run decently. And then here comes a stock Pontiac Solstice right out of the dealership. That's that little, uh, like little coupe-looking thing. Right, so they're like, yeah, yeah it's perfect for C-Stock, right? Because it's like engine size. They do. I forget how they calculate it all, wheelbase, oh, engine size. There's the different, Pontiac Solstice. Yeah. There's different, I was trying to think of which one that was. <laughs> so this thing comes out and right out of the gate. It's a class killer. We can't even keep up with the thing. So by the time you petition it, and get it moved out of class, move it to where it belongs, like B stock. It's a new year. Well, whatever, man. I already got smoked this whole year. All my all my investment in this whole year of racing is shot. Mm-hmm. It's gone. So there's guys who go out there and they find these class killer cars, and they go out and they dominate that class that year because they they got their lease. Yeah, I get it, man. That's racing. That's cool, right? That's what they want to do. I don't know. I don't think that's racing. It's kind of it's kind of a a bummer deal, but it happens. It, oh man. I have such a problem with people who don't run, like, driver's class stuff. It's like, we just had all the money, and we have all the power, and, like, I'm not even a good driver. My freaking – I'm just sponsored sponsored drivers, like, where you sponsor the team for your driver to drive. I'm just like, how did that ever become a thing? Right. So think of it this way. Because money. Dave chose – well, you chose to drive the Spitfire, right? I chose – my dad and yeah. I chose to drive the Spitfire because it's what we had. Yeah. And then – in the class that we were in at the time when we first started racing, it was a D, uh, D Street prepared. Uh, well, we, when he first brought it down there, my dad started bringing it down there. Uh, he had done way too many things to it, and it was it was put in the mod class. So he did things like uh, unhot rotted it. He put bumpers back on it. He put windows back into the doors and the window cranks and all that stuff, and yeah. reverted it from being a street rod to uh, a class prepared race car. Yeah. And we got put in D Street Prepared. And in D Street Prepared, it was decently competitive. Uh, but we had to spend a lot of money to make it really competitive. Um, and then they got reclassed, and we were in F Street Prepared a few years later. And um, that was that was perfect for that car. Yeah. Um, but guys would come in in Honda Civics um, or, like, uh, the Volkswagen Scirocco's. Mm. And they would do very little work. And could beat us. We had result. to spend a lot of money and do a lot of work to that car in order to make it win in that class. So you just have to ask yourself, if you're getting into this, how do you want to approach it? Do you want to just go get a two-year lease, get a class killer car, go in there, boom, you're racing, yeah. you're winning. Do you like – we liked having an underdog car. We liked having a car that was outclassed and um, should not have by any means been winning any races because it just made you feel a lot better. And I really liked the way the car drove because that car was a very seat-of-the-pants driving car. I liked the rear-wheel drive. You know, I drove a few front-wheel drive cars out there, and it was not at all thrilling to me. Yeah. Um, I know other guys it is, and that's cool, but to me it just didn't do anything for me. Uh, So I really liked the the seat-of-the-pants throwing a rear-wheel drive car around that was underpowered, you know, that you, in your brain, you're thinking, if I lift right now, I'm going to lose. I, I can't lift. I need to just grip my teeth and hope that it all works out at the end of this chicane because yeah. I can't lift or I'm going to lose this lap. I mean, I would lose races by thousands of seconds, and it was just, God, I shouldn't have lifted back there, you know? Yeah. So I, I think anybody who's getting into it, just go down there with what you've got, try it out, get used to it, and then decide where you want to go. Yeah, it all depends. I mean, obviously, you guys chose to do that. You're spending X amount a month doing 
repairs, maintenance, you know, whatever it means. And then this other guy's going straight to the dealership, probably yep. paying the low, low price of like 29 or, you know, like 200 bucks or 300 bucks to, to lease a car. And he's going out and racing just the same as you are. So yeah. it's all, I mean, he could, I'm sure go buy a, whatever it is, you know, and go soup it up and get it ready to go. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all what's in the budget, you know? There's a way to do it on a budget for sure. And and parking lot racing's budget racing, man. That's where you start and it's yep. rad. And I suggest everybody do it. I think every kid who's getting a license needs to be brought down there by their parents and make them go through that and learn how to drive a car because you get it out of your system, man. As a kid, I mean, I remember when I was 16 and got my license, there there was no such thing as autocross in my brain. I had, I had no I had no knowledge that it was there. And I learned on the street. And when you learn on the street, you Bad crash. Stuff happens. And you, you, you subsequently total the first five cars you own. So Yes. He's, he's such a good driver. So you get a kid. Like my kids, dude. My kids, as soon as they're able to drive, we're going to autocross, man. And you have to have a license to drive there, yeah? You do. You have to have a license, yeah. Okay. Unless you're in the shifter carts, right? They have, they have the, the junior carts, and was a, they can run down there. There was a kid that was at Laguna Seca when I went for the uh, Miata thing there. And he was like 14 or something like that, and he was driving. So maybe there's like a special class well, that you a, have to go that's through. That's a um, yeah. So that's, that's a closed day. course, right? Gotcha. And whatever that uh, Laguna Seca's uh, rule is, and if this kid has been through a driver training course and has a whatever yeah. class one racing license or whatever they call it these days, then he can just present that card, and they know he's got the hours, and it's up to the track to say, "Yep, we're going to let good you do to go. it." Got it. Yeah. So that's kind of one of my ideas right now is once the LS thing gets done, obviously I'm driving the Miata because I don't have a car and I kind of wanted to avoid getting another car because it's just two registrations two you know, two gas tanks. And so I think once, once the thing gets all said and done and my car is back on the road and I figure out all the little bugs, it's either I turn this little budget project that I got because it was free. And that was the thing was I couldn't really pass it up because it was free and I've always wanted a little shitbox miata because i don't know it just seems like fun what do you want to talk about jake go ahead that was jake's sigh of (sighs) so here's my question to you that car is completely bone stock right now what do i do or what do you guys think i should do to get it to the to where i'm competitive wait 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 autocrossing the miata tracking track days autocrossing whatever it may be check the head that's two very different things yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, track days and and autocross. So autocross cars are like I could never take my Spitfire to. Um, some guys do. Some guys have their cars set up. You were geared too low, right? Oh yeah, dude. My car was a parking lot racing car. Period. The only way my car was going to be competitive was to go a hundred and ten percent all the way down the rabbit hole to this is a parking lot racing car. I could not drive that car to the event. Yeah. Okay. It was the gearing and everything was just way way too low um some guys their cars are fine they're powerful enough to run an autocross and then go do a track day and they're fine at both places my car there was no way that was going to happen momentum yeah momentum your car was built on momentum basically or my car was a torque gearing was just it was, it was all gearing. If he goes to Laguna Seca, like all the long straightaways, he's going to be like 85. Burr, and, like like in the revolution. You're going to be sucks. lucky to hit 85. I think when my car was uh, – right now there's a different transmission in it. Or sorry, there's an overdrive attached to it. Yeah. Um, but when we were racing it, I think the fastest my car would go, I think was like 77 or something was the final – do you have like Number. a awesome. 60 time or a eighth mile time, any of that stuff? I used to. We did, we did the eighth mile drags down there once with it. And uh, I, ta- I, it, I don't think I got to the, I don't even think I got to the 77 miles per hour. <laughs> Killing it. But I mean, the thing had a couple hundred foot pounds of torque, but only 90 horsepower. Yeah. I didn't care about horsepower. I didn't need it. The long tube headers and everything. Yeah, I needed. It's a sweet car. It's so fun to drive. Yeah, Gosh, it's, it's, it's rad to drive. to drive. So I would say, uh, so say you're going to build an autocross car, right? Yeah, let's For, just go for autocross. about track day stuff. So autocross car, the only... <laughs> It's, again, we're going to go all the way back to one of our first podcasts, which is gather your own data, right? Yeah. You can go out there and you can talk to all the Miata guys out there at the track. And if you did your own little spreadsheet and you had six questions that you asked these guys, what tire pressure do you run? Um, what what spring rates do you run? Yeah. Uh, you know what align what front end and rear end alignment settings do you run? Yeah. How stiff is your sway bar? And you ask these same questions as all the 100 Miata guys that are out there. 
you're going to find a pattern of maybe some similarity. Yeah. But you're going to get a huge deviation of uh, of information Personal from these guys. Personal preference, man. Yeah. Everybody drives differently. Everybody likes the way their car handles differently, right? Every car's set up different, too, if you think about it. Like, right. this guy's car is 100 pounds more than this guy's car because he never took out his, you know, heater box or whatever it is. You know, sure. it's like... There's All a lot, that that, and a lot of guys are just going to give you bunk information because this is racing, and why would they? And as nice as the SCCA is, and as nice as Solo Two is, and how it is a very family-oriented, friendly group of pre- people out there, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they're going to give you the answer. Yeah, you know. And True. by the end of the day, is we're racing for points, and even though there's no prize other than this little cheap piece of plastic trophy, yeah, you know that you put on your desk at work, uh, it's still racing for us. Um, so I would say you just go out there, you go out there with the car that you have right now. Um, if you've got street tires on, put as much air as you possibly can in the tires. Uh, sounds counterproductive, but on, I was going to say, wait, why? Because on a parking lot, when you're running a, a regular old radial tire, that's a street tire, uh, it does a race tire. The sidewall on a race tire is massively strong. Yeah. It's made to be run with low air pressure and high lateral force. A street tire is not. So you go out there with 30 pounds in your street tire, and you go around a corner, and it makes that it's gonna roll. noise, and yeah. it's going to roll over, and you're going to pop it off the bead Sick. every time. Awesome. Um, so I always say pump them up to whatever the max the tire says it can. Like if it says max pressure 45 or max pressure 50, do it. Put it all the way up to the max. Damn. And uh, run around out there on the track and just have fun and see what happens. Um, see, David knows. And then, and then David freaking knows. And then you can, uh, and then, and then you can start going from there. And you can say, "Oh, I felt like uh, you know the ass end was loose. Uh, do I need a little more sway bar on the front? Do yeah. I need a little more spring in the front? Do I need to loosen the sway bar in the back? You know, what do, what do I need to do to, uh, you know, and then do something like that. Like come in, do like do your do a couple laps, and then take the rear sway bar, disconnect one side of the rear sway bar, and go around and do it again." Yeah. Feel the change. What what did what changed? How did that change the way I drive the car? How did it feel? Yeah. And it just makes start sense. collecting some data in your head. And then if you're gonna then you gotta decide. Um you're you're clearly in a Miata of that era is gonna be probably C stock if it hasn't changed. Yeah. Um then you have to look at all the other cars in C stock. What can you change in a stock class? Shocks, tires. Right? You gotta run a street tire and you gotta run any shock you want as long as it bolts up in the same spot. Why are you putting an LS in the BMW? To make it fun. Okay. To drive it every day and have fun while I drive. Okay. To have fun while I drive. You don't want to race that? You don't want to autocross that? No, I do. Absolutely. All right. But okay, but that's going... different. You autocross that car. You're autocrossing oh, no, that car not be in just for fun. Yeah. yeah. Because there's, there's no, no way I'm going competitive with it. Yeah, you, you would never compete because you're going to go into a mod class against guys with full-built race cars. Yeah. You're going to get smoked. Wild. Yeah. But you go do it for fun because it's fun. And you're having fun. But then you have the Miata running in C-Stock, and you race that one for points. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is, like, if I can get my rocks off by doing some autocrossing in the Miata or doing some, like, competitive racing, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Well, and let's be honest, too. That car being a free car, a virtually free car, that car gets – you autocross or race something – it is going to get thrashed. Yeah. You are going to thrash it. And the thing you, was, you're going to race free, that BMW so. at, at an autocross at probably a BMW event down there, which isn't yeah. even an SCCA event. No. You're going to do a day with it down there, and you were like, I'm done. I hear because too you do many that two or three more and times. And... Oh, you're going you're gonna, to – it's amazing how quickly yeah. spirited, spirited driving wrecks cars. I drove, <laughs> so I drove two of my cars on autocross for just – for a fun day, it was BMW CCA. But you took the M3 and what else? I took the M3 twice, and I took the E30 once. Oh, man. And oh, I forgot you did that. <laughs> the E30 the E30 hung in like a champ. That thing was solid, but oh, afterwards... So you did good? You, you drove really fast, and you got in a good place? Definitely right? not, no. Oh, okay, just I was like dead last. There was some other <laughs> piece of crap car that was right there, and he was doing like way better, same, you know, like E30. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed. I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, what am I doing wrong? And it was just, I don't know. It was just slow. You know, that's all it comes down to is it was, it was my first ever autocross. Yeah. So I was just kind of cruising. Or cr- I was, it was weird because I drove that car on the street for three years before that. And until I did that event, I didn't know what that car was capable of mm-hmm. at all. You know, and I had decent tires on it. Like, did, Weren't those like heat cycled like 57 times? No, no, no. no. That was on the Burgundy car. Got no, it. I had some, uh, they were the Falcon and Zenith. 
They're like that weird squiggly pattern tire. They're they're pretty yeah, decent. Yeah. Like they're a good like street slash spirited driving tire, I would say. And it did phenomenal. Honestly, it was like it, I after that I was like I need to change rack and pinion. I need to I need to do this. I need to do this. And I was like, oh man, I need more. <laughs> you know, so it was really bad. But luckily, I only got away with only doing it once. And actually, my buddy they're all blown up my phone right now because this year at beamer fest it's at california speedway and you can do the what do they call it the roval where you do like the inside course and then you do half the oval and so they're like who's bringing their cars like who's running them on the track and my buddy's going to be racing my old e30 around that's a fun california track, dude. Speedway. i got to run around on that thing that's that's a fun day yeah so if my ls was done maybe i would do it i don't know it would be super freaking fun to When's just rip beamer that fest? thing that is uh, May 27th and 28th. You can be done by then. I can. I can. But now registration's you know. right now. So if, if I make it there and everything's good to go, maybe I'll just shell out the extra 80 bucks or 100 bucks, however much it is. Got it. If you had, like, what class, if you could put that Spitfire into any class that you wanted, what class would it be? Like, well, if, you, if you had the ability and the money to change anything you wanted on that car? Uh... Well, by the time I got, I like I started driving in what James was saying, a driver's class. By the time I got done at the end of bef- before we quit racing down there, we ran in a PAX class where you're just running with handicap times against other drivers. Um, but I really do think that it would be rad to make that car into a prepared car, not a street prepared car. So my car right now, when we stopped racing, was in a street prepared class where it had to technically be a registrable, licensed drive on the street car. So it has headlights, turn signals, windows that roll up, a windshield, uh, all the business that makes a car street legal. But it's prepared, right? So we're, we, there's a lot of openings in the rule book for souping it up. Well, the next class is now you get rid of the S for street prepared and you just go prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what I would fall into. Uh, it doesn't translate exactly. I like I wouldn't go straight to F prepared. It might be something different. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be cool because I would saws all the windshield off and I would gut the doors and I would I take out the passenger seat and I would just make that thing a shell of a car Yeah, and just have it be basically a shifter cart is what it would end up becoming. It would just no dash, nothing, um, which is essentially kind of like what Robbie does with his Lotus. He runs in a prepared class. Okay. Essentially. Essentially. I, oh. That's a little homage to <laughs> Russo. I like it. Um. So I think that I would enjoy – I never got to make a prepared car and race a prepared car. Yet. Yet. I've done stock class. I've done the street prepared class. And um, I, then I did the PAX class with a street prepared car. So it's just the same as running street prepared. Um, and then I ran a, uh, a, a S um, – what was it called? SU class for a while uh, where the only rule was you had to have – uh, street legal tires. That was it. DOT tires. That was the only rule in SU. Um, that was kind of a weird class. It was a local only class <clears throat> at the time. I don't know if maybe it's a real class now, but I would really like to run a prepared class car. But I wouldn't. You do that to that car. I would pick a whole another Spitfire. I was about to, to say, would you do it to that Spitfire, no. another Spitfire, or a whole different chassis altogether? No, I would use a Spitfire because I know them and I like them, and I would. Use a whole different car. I wouldn't chop this car up. That one guy I was talking to up there, those are all race cars, man. I know. No titles, no nothing. That'd race be a perfect. Cars. We were looking at Spitfires because he kind of, uh, they look Bribed exciting. You. Well, no, I, every time I drive that, I'm like, man, screw every other project I want. Like, Spitfires are rad. Right. So I want to put that, that turbo motor in a Spitfire. But everybody, like, when I a few months ago when I was like, maybe I want a Spitfire. I don't know. All over the place, like deals, 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 waste your money, deals. I was like, oh man, oh, this is really good. Now that I'm like, actually, well, maybe this is a good idea. Nothing. Yeah. Four grand, five grand, like garbage. And one, there's one guy up up uh, in Los Angeles, and he just has a couple of bodies with roll cages, like prepared class cars, you know, with frame off chassis, like uh, free sprayed and everything. And they're nice cars, but. They're just stripped, no motor, no trans, no nothing. But you know, they're just what's wrong with that start. in your in your case where you already have a motor and you want something that you can drive on the street? They're not registered. Oh, yeah, oh. they're just gutted. Gotcha. But ghost cars, man. Yeah, ghost. So cars. it would just be a pain to try to re-register that, and I got to put all the lights back in, and you know, go and get it checked again. Yeah. So it's not worth it. But yeah. I'm so you got to you got to find a pre-smog 
Yeah, pre already complete car. car. And I they're out there. I just impatience is a killer. Patience. All comes down to patience. Yeah. What goes around comes around. You know. Anybody wants to trade a Spitfire for an Explorer, man? That's the that's the real hint. You get a good penny for that Explorer, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily want to sell it, but it would be cool to. Uh, I mean, if somebody was like, "Hey, I got this Spitfire," I would. I would. Be a good trade. Yeah. I'll take Spitfire. I need another one. Somebody wanted me to wanted to trade a Dodge Viper plus cash at me for my uh, BMWs. I'm pretty sure it was a legit deal. You tur- Dude, no. Did you yeah. turn them down? Oh, man, yeah. I just, I was like, you know what? Those don't have traction control. They're you don't too want much for anyways. insurance. <laughs> Dude, I just, I'm like, parts are expensive. I was, I, I Do you tell them down. first gen? Nobody ever buys first gen of anything. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's not. <laughs> Got to get all the bugs worked out. Yeah, man, everybody does that. You mean like my Miata <laughs> that's a, ni- it's like it built in 89 and they didn't make them till 90? Yeah. Oh, Serial sick. number two. Yeah, it's serial number like four. Sick. <laughs> cool. It's a collector's item. Hey, yeah. let's chop it up. Yeah, I like people who say that like, oh, I, d- I couldn't find any on Craigslist for sale, so obviously that means my car's rare. $11,000. See, that's a what? rusty old convertible mean, Volkswagen. No, like, no it means the that they drive them till they're ready to go to the crusher. Yeah, super rare. Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to race in? Do you want to autocross your... Uh, you're going to be Rally in mod, mod class, obviously, but shut up. Well, that's the other thing is like, ugh. I keep going back and forth because we've got this really rad motor set, right? It's really hard to get all the things together to put a five-speed on the back of a 1UZ. It's kind of neat that we're 90% of the way there. I just need the throwout bearing, which isn't a big deal. But when I keep looking at racing classes, since the Celica in later years came with a 3S... There's like you can put a black top beams in it, which is such a rad motor. It's a 2.0 that makes 210 horsepower. Like, how often can you get freaking like 99 horsepower a liter or like equal displacement to horsepower? Like, it's a very well built motor. Um, it's like high compression, it's got t- titanium valves, it's a race motor, it's sweet. Um, and if you put that in the Celica, then it actually makes it legal for a lot of classes through like the little update loophole where it's mm. like, as long as the engine came in the chassis and you're like, it did, it was just mounted transversely in front wheel drive turbo applications, right? In the future. So I can backdate and do that. And that would be really neat. Um, so I would really like to race that Celica in uh, in one of those classes just because I feel like it would be kind of like. A, a little loophole advantage where it's like I have a really awesome race motor and it's real wheel drive and it's in this light like small old Japanese coupe and I think it would rip but at the same time then I just look at the power numbers and it's a V8 and it's going to sound amazing and it's going to be super torquey and I'm just like that sounds cool too but realistically I'm just all about rally everything I read is just like trying to get into the California rally series and uh you know with this motor, you're going to be put into, yeah, like the mod class CRS5 where you're racing with some big dogs. And I'm like, at that point, it would just be for fun, which is like, why not? You're just ripping a V8 yeah. like rally car in the desert that's beating the crap out of it. Like, I don't care if I win. Like, let's slide this thing off a cliff. Um, <laughs> I mean, or, I guess we shouldn't do that, but, you know, I mean, it, that's up to you, man. It's up to you. All my entire car driving experience has been based around plowing cars just driving them as hard and fast as i can <laughs> until i finally find the limit and then i'm like sick and hopefully i mean the the hopefully celica you don't wreck it too bad finding it yeah i mean i've i've put the celica off the road two or three times pretty bad and it just rolled right back out and i got out of there i slid <laughs> it into a end. wall on cougar uh cougar pass oh yeah which was really fun and scary and fun <laughs> and then i uh over at Grapevine Canyon in Anza, I was getting that thing all kinds of sideways and then finally like lost her in this really tight spot on Grapevine Canyon and just whoop, put her up on a dirt freaking mound, like plowing stuff off. And I was like, oh no, we wrecked. And then I just like, it's all sand out there. So you just like back just up dug and it like, out. we're good. Get going again. Um, I did that twice, once with Jake and once with my buddy Kenny. So I definitely believe that you have in to- In the same spot? No, different spots. Oh, okay. Um, Same idea, though. <laughs> Never learn. <laughs> I definitely believe you have to be able to crash something to find the limit, which is really neat. I was actually reading a MotoGP article on, like, Mark Marquez and his team, and they were saying that, like, they were they wanted the people 
to crash the bikes at first because they're like you have to find the limit of the bike so like go for it just push it until you low side and you know fly off the track and i'm like yeah pretty much i mean look there's so many great racers who literally they're all they were known for was driving on the limit like just screeching tire just a little bit like always reeling her in and oh yeah those are the fast dudes i just watched one of uh larry enticer no what's the <laughs> what's his last name he's really famous uh, Fitzgerald. really oh. famous um uh australian supercar racer he oh, got he got yeah. spun out i've been on a i've been on a ring of videos this week watching dudes uh like starting like first position getting spun out and then coming into the back of the track right and like making their position. way all the way back up to oh first. my gosh it is the best racing i've ever watched every video i watch i'm just like go 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 it's awesome but he did that on like a six hour endurance race and freaking you know their whole their whole team was just like at the beginning of the race they're like take it easy you know it's a six hour race we got to go then they you know catch a flat tire when they touched with another racer and then from then on they were just like who cares push it yeah, you gotta like, catch up. Like just just blow it up. Nobody like it's it's what you gotta do. So And, and he did it. He did it and it's awesome. And yeah. I'm just like I'm about that, man. I see some guys with some cool cars out there when they hit the track and stuff and they're just I'm like, did you drive that thing to leisure? Like, you know, cruise it around like button willow, you weirdo? Like <laughs> get on the gas. Yeah, man. Like well, you got to, that's the other thing too. You know, a lot of these guys have got a lot of money wrapped up in, you know, a car that maybe is their, their weekend driving car and maybe they shouldn't be at the track because the track is where you wreck cars. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's, yeah, where that's you, true. <laughs> that's why you know, you I can like, really screw up at a track and destroy a hundred thousand dollar Porsche and real quick. Ugh, you, know, you watch people on four lane freeways being stupid and correcting cars. And then you got a little tiny track over here where you're doing 120 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's good they're there learning, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Chalk it up to learning. But right? I've always, That's like, people. I was just thinking about this the other day, driving the Beamer around. I'm like, the Beamer is, like, probably the most, like, the most sporty, powerful car that I've ever had. And That's weird. It's, I know. I, I haven't owned a lot of nice cars. <laughs> uh, but I won't, like, I'm afraid to, like, just go hog wild in it because I have a certain amount of money into it and I need to sell it. Might it might blow up. That's it, why you're afraid. Don't pretend like it's because you. I don't. I'm sensible with the throttle. No, it's because you don't want to blow it up. You want to sell it. I don't want to slide it into a I've wall. I've watched you. Yeah. Try to blow cars up. I watched you blow up a 22 RE. Come on, I man. Know. I'm the king. You push that thing to its limits. I nailed it. Its limit was like 47 donuts in like a partially dry, muddy lot. Yes. I don't think I'd want to be James's crew chief. Yes, you would. You'd love it. Come on, David. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> it'd be like the old, it'd be like Days of Thunder. James's way, my way. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a minute. That's a great movie. Oh, it's man. so good. It's it's Top Gun for race cars. That's right. It totally is. I teased my son that I named him after Cole Trickle. <laughs> no, you didn't, Dad. My wife's like, no, we did not. And I'm like, Cole, we did, buddy. We did. You're Cole Trickle. I did, at least. That's your movie, <laughs> buddy. That's your movie. You're like, how about how about James? No, we really like Cole. I really, really like Cole just because of that guy. <laughs> I just can't wait till he's driving and I can yell, let me out of the car, Cole. <laughs> Speaking of racing, uh, Long Beach Grand Prix this weekend, too. Which this I weekend? Guess, which for the listeners is last weekend, so sorry. This weekend, coming up. So the 14th, Tomorrow, 15th, like- April? Tomorrow, Saturday, and I don't and know why Sunday. you're bringing it up. You're trying to go jet ski races. I'm auction. going to the jet ski races instead. Screw going to the Grand Prix. <laughs> they have a cool surf guy. race for vintage jet skis. It's going to be freaking sweet. Yeah, it sounds rad. Right next to the Huntington Beach Pier, so you stand on the pier and watch these dudes just surf race. You mean oh. you got to get there early then. That's cool. Why? So you can get spot on the pier. Dude, everyone's going to be at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Nobody gives a shit about vintage jet ski racing. Dude, vintage jet ski racing sounds rad. Watch people eat crap in the water, you know? And then get pummeled by the surf. That's yeah. probably going to be like four feet. Sounds rad. <laughs> when right now, I think in uh, L.A., supposedly it was ridiculous. So really? I'm guessing if it's coming in, then. Surf is going to be gnarly. Gnarly, man. I'm down. Also, just so you guys know, we carry uh, Mishimoto now. Oh, yeah. So there's some so. sort of, like, cooling device manufacturer i don't know not just for imports i bring it up because 
They make Ranger they make, radiators. They make stuff for everything. We've we're getting a whole kit for the Jeep, the LJ for the shop, and we're going to put it in and test it all out and see how much better it works than regular stuff. But um, imports, European Jeeps, all you JK for guys for the LS. Yeah, here's a deck direct. A direct replacement or how? no? It was for an E36, like James's car, uh-huh. um, but apparently it's the same size. You just have to make bre- uh, two mounts on the side. Did you already it. do that? No, waiting. Did you already do? No, no, I didn't. I will eventually. I will. Yeah, I gotta start yeah. thinking about my exhaust. Yeah, Russo and the spiraling exhaust, endless loophole of exhaust Christ. thinking. It's gonna wreck me. Think less, do more. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What else? Okay, so you have your exhaust. You got to finish that. You got to mount the radiator. Do you have the hoses, or you still got to? No, find the hoses? I'm waiting for Dave to get the deal from Mishimoto. Oh my god! Hey. I get you guys a deal. All okay. right. So give me the part numbers. You got to find the hoses. I did. Oh yeah, you gave me the list. He did give me the list. What else after that? Electrical. Just gotta. Once I relocate the alternator, I got to change all the wiring for that. You, which so is you already have the wiring, but now you just got to extend it and move it? I got to change stuff around. Is everything already pre-wired, ready to get plugged in? Everything is pre-wired, ready to plug in. It's already in. loomed, like you could start it up. No, no. If you were to if, put... It's not loomed, but everything is ready to where if I plugged everything in, we're good to go. So We're starting. So I'm waiting for headers to, to go on, and then I could start the engine up for the first time, open headers, because that would be sweet. And that's it. That's and then, it? So then you just got to make an exhaust and then so there's easy. nothing else. No, I got to finish fuel system. Um, I got to make a line for the clutch. What do you have to finish on the fuel system? We just talked about how you just finished your fuel system. I didn't finish the fuel system. You I just have everything to do the fuel system. She goes out like to K1 Speed. and I went to K1 Speed the other day. There was a troll little kid that was beating everybody. He was, was a douche. No, I was doing pretty good. <laughs> Don't call you got beat by a kid? Yeah. They're weird. Oh, they're not cool? They're cool, but... Eh. Well, It'd be cooler if they were like gas, and you could actually shift the gears in it. You is know? it not? It just the every gear. So we're talking about K1 Speed here, but they have new shifter carts at the Carlsbad location, and each gear just depends on how much power the motor gets. So first gear, the motor gets no power, then you shift, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we have more power now, and then you shift to third, and that's like the best. So, so gives you the feeling. The dude, why don't I? It just gives keep you the feeling that, you, and like the thing kicks, and it sounds like an F1 car. Apparently finger quotes you know like that's the whole idea behind it is you hear the thing go it, i don't know it's weird it's so really did you weird just keep it in third and you keep it in third and then if you need to like slow down you just go into second real quick and then you go back into third hmm. so yeah it is All right, what guys. it is it's fun let's talk about something important yeah we need to get a get together here at the shop car show something Ooh. That way oh, people yeah. can come in. Everybody else are listening. You, if you live local, you can come in and you can look at all this crap that we're constantly talking about and see it for yourself. Um, and also bring your car so we can see what you have, your four-wheel drive or whatever. Street I'm thinking uh, June 9th. June 9th. Awesome. Saturday. It's a Saturday. I like it. Kind Let's of a kickoff it. to summer, right? Welcome to summer. Come down to Benton Motorsports. Uh, we'll try to get a food truck out here. We'll get some music oh, playing. Um, food truck. We did it two years ago, three years ago, uh, a couple years oh, ago. Oh, we got Casey ago. out there if you want to buy some booze. Yeah, we'll get Cal Spirits Cal next Spirits. door, uh, uh, giving you a tour of the distillery, test. tasting their booze. Um, but I think we need to do that. I think that we should do it on a Saturday. I think June 9th is a good candidate. It's a good kickoff to the summer. Yep. And uh, that way everybody can come down and see uh, for themselves uh, all the shenanigans. I think that's uh, Maybe we'll idea. even set up the Xbox and have a little tournament. In case anybody Ooh. wants, we'll get a little driving wheel and everything Ooh. and get people to drive uh, simulated. That'd be fun. James is going down as all. James, I'll get a rally game for you. I already have one. I'll bring it. I already ordered it. Oh, sick. Two of them. Which one do you have? Uh, Dirt Rally. <laughs> Dirt Rally? Yeah. Hang on. I ordered a bunch Sounds of games lame. for the kids. Let's see. Did really? you really? Yes. Coming up yeah, their birthdays are coming up. So Their birthdays are right next to each other? Yeah, they're a few weeks apart, so it makes sick. it decently fun. So what... Let's get some comments. Should we post a, a photo and have people comment what they want to see at the uh, at the car show, or is that too much? Are we just going to set it up and that's a James go? question? James is the uh, what do you guys? The what do you think well, about now that? that we're doing a car show, I guess we're going to have to make promos for it. We're some other have stuff. To make that's promos. right. So I'll we're gonna put have it. to tell people about it. I'll I'll <laughs> make. I'm making a media list right now. Right. We're going to have right. to. So I got one game ordered Shh, called it. Dirt. We're going to Dirt. Yeah. The first one. That's one of them. 
And then I got dirt one, one called dirt two. Dirt WRC three. seven. Oh, World I haven't played Rally that Cross. One. That's the seventh one. And then I it's got another one. Oh, this is motorcycles. This is like Monster Energy uh, motorcycles or something. All right. Cool, cool, cool. How to feel like a douche without being a douche. Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Car Show. We, we keep everybody posted. Go to uh, follow us on our uh, Facebook or Instagram and look for the the the. What would we call it? What would you call it? Promo. Promos. Um, so that you can find out when to come down and bring your car. It'll be a car show. So you bring Ooh. your car and also look at what we got in the shop. What about an articulation ramp? Um, Is that a liability? No, it's not. We could. We, we may have one of those made by then. We will try to get it so that if you do have a four-wheel drive, you can come see what your RTI number is. Is that what it is? RTI? RTA. That would be a rad little uh, situation. So for all the off-road guys. So I have a burnout contest. We can have a contest to see who who shows up more in force. Is it the off-road people oh, that show up Land in force? Rover guys or Land well, no, Cruiser? no, no. I mean like off-road or, or speed shop, oh, yeah, right? Just like our website. Yeah. How many off-road guys show up versus how many speed shop guys show up? Speed shop could be hot rods, imports, Euro, whatever. You know, if it's more of a speed shop related thing, and then there's the off-road guys. I'm well, cool that's with one that. thing we can talk about. We finished. If you drive, if you drive like a Land Rover Discovery, you can park on either side. Yeah, do whatever you want, man. Because <laughs> we know you're not going off road with that. I think that'd be cool. Oh, if, you want a, uh, if you want a skid plate for your uh, for your FJ80, we just uh, designed a couple of those. Those are yeah cool. for the uh, Beach and Toys guys, uh, the Land Cruiser Club in San Diego. We designed um, a skid plate for their FJ80s. Uh, so if you're interested in one of those, give us a call at the shop, and we can get you hooked up with one at a decent price. I think they're beefy, real beefy, two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. I think around there. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Any other new news, guys? Otherwise, we're going to wrap this baby early tonight. Yeah. Yeah, there is news, or yeah, we're ready to wrap up. No, let's wrap it up. Jake, wrap it. Anything? Dave, anything? James, anything? Last call? Me? Nothing. Follow us on Instagram. Keep looking for those promos. Later. This has been the Bent Motorsports Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Bent Motorsports. Stay updated on the latest happenings, future projects, videos, and events here at the shop. Remember, guys, at Bent Motorsports, bits in stock, we've got it.